Larry Wood, how are you doing today? I am doing well, Bridger. Thank you for asking. Uh, how's this evening been going for you? It is so good. I mean, for the people listening, we are at the beginning of April, and hopefully towards the end of this coronavirus pandemic that is happening, huh? I know you're in L.A. It's a little, uh, it's a little worse there in L.A. than it is for me here in Idaho. Yeah, I, I think overall it's definitely one of the hot centers for uh, the coronavirus. Um, people are adhering to the local rules, so that's good. People are uh, still living their lives, so that's good. The streets are pretty empty in the nighttime uh, for whatever reason. That could just be because businesses are closed. Uh, but overall, mm. I think people are getting a little bit itchy being in the house this past weekend. Mm. I saw a lot of people out doing things at the park, hiking. Um, they're doing things like doing friend staycations where they're renting out like a big home or a big mansion so that everyone can kind of be physically apart but still together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a different time. So. So for my audience who hasn't seen your Instagram page before, if they were to visit your Instagram page, what would they like? What would they see? What could they expect on there? So if your audience was to visit my Instagram page, uh, what are the first things they should get a feel for um, is, you know, my focus on uh, Instagram. And that is I act, I dance. I like to make people mm-hmm. smile, which entertainment usually makes people smile if you do it right. And I like to plan dope trips. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's a, a, Sorry, go ahead. I think there's a bit of a delay between us. Oh, yeah. I, can, I think I can sense it. It's all good. Um, and so hopefully as they are scrolling through that, they're going, they're going to see – bits and pieces of acting, bits and pieces of dancing, bits and pieces of me uh, making people smile, whether that's hosting events or hosting nightlife tours. Uh, and then they'll also kind of get a feel for my travel um, my travel aspect, which is, you know, planning little trips for friends or groups or families, uh, staycations, vacations, the whole, whole nine yards. And I just use that one Instagram to kind of bring everyone in, and then from there I can funnel them to my website uh, or other Instagram pages that focus solely on one of those uh, aspects of me. Yeah, I really love that because a lot of people think that your Instagram has to just be one main focus, and that's cool. I definitely think that is good for some people, but it is by no means necessary, and your Instagram page I think highlights that better than probably anything I've seen because it's so unique. And I love that you touched on from there, then you can section them into different parts. I really like how uh, how that's set up. Yeah, and it's somewhat of a challenge uh, going through these uh, experiments and trial and error methods of how do you get people that are coming to this one Instagram page, how do you get them to other pages? You know, do you use the same method, such as do you uh, put things in your stories? Uh, do you change up your website link every couple of days or every week uh, so people know, you know, the various external sites that you may be on? Do you send special posts to people? 
in your DMs, um, or do you tag your other pages on, on your your main posts? For me, uh, considering that I like to put my personality in all aspects of my brand, uh, I think it's important to bring everyone to the one central place. I do believe that if people like you as a person, they'll be more inclined to be interested in what you're doing. Um, you know, I don't know how many times I may have saw mm-hmm. a brand or saw a product and uh, then I find out who's behind it and, you know, either I love it even more or I decide that particular product uh, or mm-hmm. brand or content really isn't for me when I find out who's the creator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually found your Instagram from purchasing um, an experience on Airbnb, which was basically you taking us out in L.A., and it was amazing, absolutely amazing. But it's funny how, like, that was such a unique way for me to find somebody on Instagram. It was from Airbnb, had an experience, and then I find you on Instagram, and, of course, we kept talking, and now we're, you know, on this call. So... How uh, how long had you been doing the Airbnb experiences for? Because I find that to be such a unique way to utilize, you know, a, a promising Instagram page. Yeah, I've actually been doing the uh, Airbnb experience for almost a year. Um, I really am glad you had a good time. Uh, although I, I use it to supplement a lot of income, I genuinely enjoy it. I do genuinely enjoy getting to know people uh, learning more about, you know, other places that I haven't lived, learning about cultural differences. You know, I was also a psychology major, so I do enjoy, like, intellectual conversations and, you know, getting into the mentality of other people and seeing if there's anything I can learn or grow from or if there's any um, advice or motivation I can encourage with people. So the Airbnb experience was really just, um, at first, a way to – you know, meet other people. It wasn't anything I was taking really serious. Uh, I mm. didn't really have a real blueprint for it. And then it just started to take off after people started having a really good time. Uh, I wasn't for sure if I should, you know, keep it consistent or switch it up based on everyone. Um, and I thought it was a good way to, to bring people back to my Instagram because I, I don't necessarily know if I agree with just paying for something and I don't really know what I'm getting into. Sure, the marketing on Airbnb, mm-hmm. um, you know, may be great. The words may be captivating. The pictures may be good. But you're talking about spending a few hours with me, um, valuable time, time is money. So you're you're spending time. You're already traveling. And you're actually going to be with me for about three to four hours. I do kind of want to give you a more realistic view of who I am, um, hoping mm-hmm. that that will kind of warm you up. And if you don't really like who I am online, then it saves, you know, you some money, the the potential guests some money, and also saves us some uncomfortable uh, moments. You know, no matter how awesome you are, everyone just doesn't mix, and that's okay. And every business model isn't for everyone. Um, I may not be the host for everyone, and I do have an idea of what the ideal guest is. And typically, everyone that has booked me has literally been ideal, Um I haven't had a bad experience ultimately yet, which is really, really weird living in Hollywood and bringing people to this crazy city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a, that is like an testament to having an Instagram page showing exactly who you are. I think that's a huge point. So I love that it was just like a side hustle at first, 
And then it just kind of grew into, I mean, last I checked, it had a lot of reviews and it sounds like it's a really prevalent part of your life now. No. Yes, it is. It has become, I'd say it's about 40% of my time in the week I'm spending on tours. So when you started your Instagram page, did you just get it started because, you know, being a creative type, you just knew you that you knew that you needed to self-brand or was there like a purpose, like I'm starting this for this reason? That's an interesting question. Uh, when I started my Instagram page, I was actually living in Atlanta. I was very mm -hmm. motivated by this girl uh, who was very beautiful. She was very fashionable and she was just working Instagram the right way. She was really showcasing how cool her life was. So I didn't really think about using it to promote my entertainment. I was focused on YouTube and using primarily YouTube. But I thought, hey, mm -hmm. I think there's some interesting aspects of my life. Uh, I'm pretty fashionable. Uh, this may be a good way to start bringing some people uh, into my universe so that when I am ready, to embark on further entertainment goals um, or whatever I decide to do, I will have some sort of platform. This was during the time that people were complaining about Facebook's algorithm and how they weren't able to see everything, and I started to experience that. And I was like, okay, let's just let's give Instagram a try. It's just pictures. I have a lot of pictures to show. I have a lot of fun. Uh, let's just see where it goes. Um, so the initial purpose was just to get on the platform and imitate what I saw this fabulous girl doing, um, but it started to get me thinking, hey, you know, one day these people who are following me or learning about me could potentially be a, a, a audience uh, or even a consumer base. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really smart. So can you go back and kind of think how you got your first 5,000 uh, followers? Because I know that's a really big hurdle for most people, that first 5,000. Yeah, that's a huge hurdle. Um, the first 5,000 was extremely hard. Um, I spent so much money promoting myself. I have a pretty good hand on Internet marketing, uh, graphic design, Facebook marketing, Google marketing. And I started to learn that, hey, for whatever reason, um, the people in my hometown love me, the people I work with love me, the people in my city love me and know me. I have a pretty decent name in my neighborhood and in my city. Why aren't, you know, why aren't people coming to me? So I just started mm -hmm. getting creative. I started promoting other people. I started promoting uh, music. Uh, entertainment, um, and I became like a go-to source in Atlanta for that, promoting events, entertainment, um, and and other people. And they would give me a budget to promote them, and because I was the one promoting them, of course, people would come back to my page. I kept that up pretty consistently. And then when I started to earn enough money for myself, I would pay for Instagram ads. Maybe it was a short video or maybe it was a really cool picture, um, I spent anywhere from five to $8,000 in the past five years uh, promoting myself online. I don't believe in buying followers. Um, and I, I think it's a great business practice when you're really famous 
to maybe buy followers because, you know, people are just, they're going to follow you regardless. But I think in the beginning, Mm -hmm. uh, it can hurt you if you use some of those tactics, unless you're very strategic about it or you may just be a product. As a brand, you want engagement. And the problem with, you know, having ghost followers or even people that created profiles and moved off of Instagram or even these services that offer to give you followers, if those people aren't active or those are not active profiles, your engagement suffers. So you can have great content, you can mm-hmm. have great ideas, but your engagement suffers. It makes it really hard for you to grow because no one's interacting with your page. Um, the in- Instagram shows what you post typically to the first 10% of your people. Uh, that's a random number of your followings. And based on how that first 10% responds, it tells them if you're important enough to reach more people. But that first 10% are people that, you know, are just on Instagram and not really using it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're ghost profiles. Um, it hurts you. So it's hard for you to grow. So you really do, during maybe four years mm-hmm. ago, you really needed to invest into promoting yourself. And today, you need to do the same thing and, like, buying your own ads and promoting your website, your podcast, your clothing. It's a numbers game. It's a money game. These platforms used to be really, really fair about letting you get out there and grow. But nowadays, it's a business. Facebook has to make money. Instagram has to make money. Airbnb has to make money. So you, as an influencer or someone that wants to create content or, or sell a product, you have to spend a little bit of that money to reach people. Uh, unless you get a you know a huge movie role or a huge famous person endorsing you, um, that is the name of the game right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like what you're saying that you were professionally promoting other people. I'm guessing businesses, clubs, entertainment, um, those kind of things. And because you were the promoter, naturally, people would come back and follow you. So you're basically using other people's money to kind of promote yourself in a way. That is such such a good idea. I just wanted to make sure everybody listening really heard that because it's a. It's, I find that to be like a really strategic idea to get your first 10k followers, even. Yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea. Uh, a couple of huge thought leaders and big tech guys have have quoted something similar to that. Uh, until you've really made it, you should really learn how to use other people's money. Um, to your advantage, not necessarily take advantage of people's money or not mm-hmm. necessarily use it for their money, but use whatever platform or medium that someone else has created that may resonate with you to attract and grab people's attention and ultimately bring that back to your platform. If you're a photographer, you know, you can go out to different clubs or different events or sporting events just kind of based on what your brand is. Let's say you want to sell jerseys but you also have this photography skill. Go out and take pictures of baseball games or football games or basketball games or clubs. I mean, like, you know, soccer clubs or fans going to these games. Put yourself a watermark on there that's going to bring people back to your Instagram platform. Publish those photos so now you have a digital footprint. Of course, everyone's not going to come back and follow you, but it's a numbers game. The more and more you work at it, the more photos you get out there, the more your Instagram name or your brand or company name is attached to different work that you're using, that you're also using other people for, 
the higher chance people are going to come at to your page and find you, you know, if they can find a little bit of consistency there. I've learned that you don't have to make 40 posts about, you know, one particular piece of your brand, but there needs to be a little bit of consistency there. You know, if you're a singer mm-hmm. and you have about 40 posts, you know, at least half of those posts should be some singing. You know, another third of those posts could be you just taking really nice photos, and then another, you know, 10% of those posts could be inspirational quotes. Um, consistency is definitely good, but you don't have to lock yourself into just one aspect of expressing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, I definitely think that it would be easy to get kind of uh, monotonous or your followers could even get tired of just the same thing. So I really like the the switching it up just enough to where it's the same, but giving you maybe a little taste of like, like a side taste, you know what I mean? I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, especially if you're going to sell something. Um, the problem with a lot of businesses is that we don't know the personality of the people that are behind the business. And now that everyone's very much consuming social media and they're spending their money online, it's really important for influencers to use their Instagram uh, to to get a little personal. You know, it's okay Mm -hmm. to just make a quick story about you brushing your teeth. Um, There's no shame in that. You know, it may be so simple, but, you know, it's okay to show people just how human you are. Uh, We're moving into a period where human interaction is so crucial, and because we can't be physically in front of each other, we really need to learn how to convey that through our Instagrams to keep people interested, to keep people falling in love with you, and to keep you in people's Rolodex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of rolls into the next thing I wanted to talk about because everybody who puts themselves online is going to run into this. So I'm kind of wondering how you handle haters. Yes. At first, Bridger, I'll be very honest, I used to get involved with the banter. I would go back and forth with people. Um and sometimes I would block them, and then I also realized that blocking was hurting my statistics because ultimately these people are engaging with my profile. So mm-hmm. now we are about, let's say I think I started my Instagram back in 2010, 2011. So now we're about eight to nine years in, and I've just adopted the ignore tactic. It's best mm-hmm. to ignore. The more and more you grow the more the haters are going to come. And it can be quite depressing and time-consuming trying to defend yourself against everyone. Eventually, if you keep at it, there's going to be people who love you that are going to defend you. But I think in the beginning, getting involved in some peaceful banter with the hater isn't so bad just to get your engagement up. But as you start to build it, it's best to ignore it so that you can stay focused and not waste a lot of time. Yeah, I have never thought about it like that. That is so interesting because you're right. Actually, that's a lot of the algorithm just goes off of engagement, and that's why a lot of things on Instagram and Facebook are really controversial. I didn't even think that you could use that to your advantage. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tactic. It's a business tactic, but I think it's also a power a power play as well. I don't play chess. I don't know how to play chess but I would imagine something in that arena uh, would say use your enemies as your footstool. Mm-hmm. Wow, I really, really like that. <laughs> That's really interesting. 
Cool. So as far as um, your Instagram page, it's almost to 20,000 followers, awesome engagement, like we've been saying. Other than Airbnb, what are kind of maybe some other opportunities that having that big of an Instagram page has brought you? Uh, it's it's brought in uh, serious entertainers that can help me grow, uh, serious entertainers that I can work with on acting, people that I can create skits with or people that I can pitch a few uh, video ideas to. Um, it's made people take me more seriously when I've reached out for help or reached out mm-hmm. to get an introduction. Um and it's also made people who are successful with growing brands pay a little bit of attention to me. And so much so that I left this out earlier, I had to hire a social media manager. And there's a lot of people and companies that offer to do this. Everyone isn't legit. Some people are only in it to make money. Some people are um, just going to lie to you straight up about what they're going to do for your page. So I wasted a lot of money as well trusting people. Um, it's really important that I highlight just how much money I've had to spend to help myself. Um, mm-hmm. And, and at, at, at a particular time, I was making a lot, a lot of money, so I thought it made sense to invest about 10% of what I was earning into growing my brand. Um, so I'd bring in a social media manager, and they would, you know, identify other people that I was similar to. Um, we'd go in and try to figure out what those people were doing on their page when they were posting, and we would piggyback off of them. Uh, we'd also take a look at their demographics and look at the type of people that are commenting and go to their pages and see what they're interested in and start using some of those hashtags to attract other people that are like them. Uh, it's also helped me land uh, endorsements. Um had a L.A. sneaker, L.A. gear endorsement where they sent me these really cool gold shoes that lit up. Hardly no one else I've seen has these shoes. It's also helped me get access to red carpets. Uh, so I had a publicist as well. There goes more, more money <laughs> that I was spending. And I don't want to make it seem like if you don't have the money, you can't do this because I honestly didn't have the money. I just made huge sacrifices. I was making good money but I was also taking a big chunk of that money and putting it back into it. You can still do it with smaller budgets. It's just going to take a longer a longer time. So my PR person would re- reach out to an award show or a celebrity event and say, hey, I have this client. You know, I don't have a lot of TV credits. I don't have a lot of um, online credits besides just kind of using what I've done in general. And so they'd always want to see your Instagram. And certain places, the way we're moving now, if you don't have an Instagram, regardless of how many followers you have, if you don't have some sort of active Instagram, unfortunately, in this side of the world, definitely California and entertainment, people are just not going to take you seriously. And so that's the mm-hmm. first hurdle. Will someone take me serious? Um, and taking me seriously got me a, a social media manager, a publicist, lots of red carpet events, and lots of cool other people that would actually sit down and uh, and take me serious and hear out, hear, hear out my ideas and hear what I have to say. That I love that a lot, too, because that's actually um, what I like to highlight in the course that I'm building is, yeah, like everybody says followers aren't everything, but 
at the end of the day, you need to be respected in any, for anybody to give you any time. You know what I mean? And the easiest way to do that is to show that big numbers of followers. That's the easiest way to get people's attention. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Um, there's some other tactics. I was actually thinking about doing a um, a couple of videos on how to grow your social media using organic methods and some very um, scientific methods. Um, and the numbers games is really important, so much so that don't be afraid to create multiple profiles. Don't be afraid to uh, use your one Instagram as a testing ground so you switch up the content or switch up the post and archive things. So you should always have another Instagram where, you know, you can use it as an archive, whether it's private or public. Um, if someone wants to see more or it's a really serious business con connect that you want to have, I have a separate Instagram, way smaller number of people I'm following, way smaller number of followers because I don't really give it out. And I use that specifically to stay in contact with people that I could potentially do business with. So you attract them with, you know, the big number, but then you show them the humble side of you, the real side of you with a smaller, more concise uh, profile that has almost, you know, a lot of stuff that you've done very well-rounded, but you can also have better conversations because you're not having so many notifications go off and so many people going live and so many messages that you have to respond to. It's uh, kind of a quality over quantity thing. So I would use the big number first, grab their attention, engage with them, and when we're ready to take the conversation to the next level, I'll go from that private profile follow them, and then take the conversation from there until we can get on the phone or through email or, or meet face-to-face. -face. Yeah, I really like that, too. I love this conversation. There's a lot of really tactical things that you've done that most people, before they jump into this, really just don't even know about. Yeah. It's, it took me a very long time to learn this stuff, mm -hmm. but... Um, I am very happy. One problem I will say, because it's not all sunshine, is that once you do get to a certain level of growth, it is a little challenging getting to the next level because, you know, mm. once you've got to 10,000 followers or once you've got to 15,000 followers, you want to grab new people, but you also want to keep those people engaged. And so then you mm. have this dilemma of, you know, how do I make what I'm currently posting even better? And that's been the challenge for me because I started working a day job. I took up the Airbnb nightlife tours. I got registered as a travel agent, and I'm also in real estate school. So the amount of time that I have had to dedicate to the Instagram has gone down, and my mm -hmm. lack of growth from last year to now, for me personally and anyone that's been following for a few years, um, that would explain it. It's the mm -hmm. the lack of time. So with this quarantine time, Bridger, I have been filming videos. <laughs> I've been going back and finding footage that I have that I haven't released, editing, editing those things. And then I'm also doing some personal blog things that I've never done before, hoping that that will give the people who have followed me another angle of who I am, while also giving the people, giving what got those people to follow me, putting that out there for new people to uh, come back to my page as well. Nice. Yeah, that's a good way to use the time. <laughs> so 
for somebody just kind of starting out, they have, you know, zero followers. They just have this idea that they think they want to jump into this. What's kind of your advice for that person just starting out? The first thing you want to do is identify your competition. You want mm. to look at Instagram like it's a business. And one of the first things people do when they're starting a business is they want to identify their competitors. You want to identify people that are similar to you, whether it's a real competitor. Uh, and what I mean by real competitor, meaning it's someone you personally know or they're located next to you or they're literally doing the same thing you're doing or uh, something more of an illegitimate or indirect competitor. For example, uh, since I dance, uh, an indirect competitor for me would be someone that sings. Um, chances mm-hmm. are we're going to have, if if they're singing the type of music I'm dancing to, we're probably going to have some of the same qualities or our followers will kind of be interested in the same thing. So you're going to go to that person's profile and you want to follow some of the people that are engaging with them, not necessarily go to their list of followers and just follow them. You want to go and actually engage with that page. Go and check out what the comments are saying. Go like a few of those comments so that people will, you know, wow, I got a random like. Who is this person? Oh, wow, they're dancing to the type of music I like. Follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, go in and actually follow some of those people that are commenting on the page. And keep your eyes on those pages. At least identify um, three to six to nine different competitors and just really spend your time engaging with those. At the same time, go ahead and build up a nice few posts. You know, anywhere, because you're just starting out, anything under 20 posts would be acceptable. You don't have to have all 20, but as you're engaging with those people, make sure you are posting at least once a week, once once to twice a week as you're trying to grow. Also, start identifying hashtags. Uh, that relate to you. So you have your competitors. You're also posting once to twice a week. You're going in and following people and engaging with people that are already on their page. And you're also identifying the hashtags that competitors using or popular hashtags that was that are within your realm. And you're adding those uh, on your on your post. I like that a lot. I especially like that you are, because when I first started, um, so I actually had a page that I grew to 100,000 followers, but I was going in, finding competitors, and I would just click on who followed them, and I would just do the unfollow, unfollow, or the follow, unfollow for all of them. I love, love, love that you said, no, you see who's actually engaging on their post. So you could even look at who's liking their photos or who's commenting and then just engage with those people. I love, love, love that because it is way more targeted. And then you get the best engagers of their page. Yes, absolutely. At least, you know, at least until you're able to, you know, really get a nice, amount of followers and because it's so competitive now i don't recommend um buying followers but Mm -hmm. i do recommend researching things that are within that realm whether that may be signing up with a company that is pushing your post out you know there's certain companies um that will push your post out on their page 
and that mm-hmm. should get you more attention. Um, but I would definitely say research the the realm, the pros and the cons of the whole buying followers thing. Because when you're just starting out, you have zero followers. I honestly don't think it's going to hurt you to invest a dollar or two in like 20 or 30, you know, ghost profiles. You got to have some numbers uh, as well. And that also depends on what type of content you're doing. If your content is really, really, really hot and special and your graphics are good and your voice is crisp and your outfit's on point, you know what? Just keep with the competitor follow. Follow and unfollow is okay as well. Just make sure the content is really, really hot. But if you're still in that experimenting phase, it's best to just kind of take your time and just do it organically until you're able to fine-tune that product that you're offering. I didn't fine-tune that product that I'm offering until about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's really where I went from about 10K to 19K. It, it definitely mm-hmm. happened pretty quickly, but it was only when I actually invested into a really good camera, I got someone to record me, and I stayed mm-hmm. consistent, I made sure the lighting was good, the editing was good, I was editing on the bus, on my iPhone, I was editing at work, I was editing on my lunch break, I would go to the restroom, have a restroom break, go in and edit a little bit, I was editing at my desk, my manager wasn't going around, editing is super, super important. For, for your content, it really takes it to the next level, and it really helps you kind of stand out from your competitors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like that a lot. So what, uh, just kind of the last question or two here, um, what do you have planned for the future? So that's a great question. Thanks for asking that. For the future, I am working on my travel website which is kind of the next evolution of the Instagram for me. I do feel that some of my posting will take a a, a mild approach on Instagram, so it will be more so like giving my followers a piece or a tease of something and leading Mm -hmm. them to another platform, which would ultimately be my website, where I will have uh, everything I offer compartmentalized. So there'll be a section for specifically dance videos. There'll be a section specifically for acting projects. Uh, I have a script that we are working on no time soon, um, but we'd like to start filming that. I also have a dance show, uh, more like a recital. You know, there's dance studios and at the end of the year, the kids and the parents get together, put on these costumes. People don't really do recitals here in LA since I'm from the East Coast. I thought planning a real dance recital would be, re- be really cool. And then mm-hmm. also, and then we're going to blog, blog about lifestyle, blog about travel, make videos, tell people about different things they can do while they're traveling, highlight some of the things that I'm doing here in L.A., um, and just really solidify myself as a, a travel expert and definitely a, a nightlife host. And that's all going to take place on the website, constantly filming, constantly, you know, using original music from people that are in my circle so that we keep it all in-house. I don't have to get involved with any crazy licenses. And mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be auditioning for a few projects. I've had two auditions since we've quarantined. They've all been video. Um, so until we can kind of get full swing back with people traveling and 
you know, people wanting to go out, uh, we're just going to focus on the website, do as much filming in the house, and submit myself for as much work uh, on screen, off screen as I can, keep building the audience, and start promoting my own live show, and also getting my personal films uh, in the works. Nice. I love that. I'm really excited for you. Yeah, it's funny how this quarantine is a double-edged sword for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, cool. Is there anything else that you maybe wanted to mention before we uh, before we end this? I just kind of want to highlight, I, I talked a lot about spending money. I want to make it very clear that I had no budget, particularly for myself, uh, until the last years of my life here. So we're talking about um, the end of 2017 towards the end of 2019. So mm -hmm. for those who don't have much of a budget, don't let it discourage you. Get your cell phone, put it in the hallway, make that video, um, mm -hmm. record that song, um, you know, make a few crazy, crazy posts. Um, I like to call them wild cards where it's something just totally random just to get some attention to your page and make the engagement authentic uh, until you can get a real budget so that someone else can do it for you uh, or you can take your, your content, your product, your voice, your face, your image to the next level. Nice. I really, really love that. I think that is a, I think that is a good place to end this. I uh, awesome. I definitely love, thank you so much for spending the time and talking to me. I think a lot of people are going to get a ton of information out of this. Oh, no, I totally appreciate it, Bridger. It's a pleasure. Uh, it's good, good stuff. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy to have met you and to be able to stay in contact with you and just kind of learn a little bit more about what you're doing um, and taking, you know, a fun night into someone that I can actually watch grow and something that I'd be very happy to support. So thank you for the, the thought, the idea, the time, uh, and the effort to, to get this off and running. And all of your audience and your followers and your listeners, I wish you guys nothing but the best. Thanks for tuning in to Bridger. Thanks for giving me a little bit of time to share some techniques. I hope it works for you. If anyone has any personal questions, you know, feel free to shoot them to Bridger. I'll be happy to answer anything via email. Um, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram or just tell Bridger to connect. Leave some comments. Uh, I am very approachable. Good luck to everyone. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kai. You're welcome, Bridger. Talk soon. Bye.